Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And we have yet another fantastic guest this morning, a dental assistant named Kirsten. And she is going to share with us how she has built a side hustle, well, that she can smile about. Kirsten, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. And uh, it's not just a side hustle that you can smile about. It's it's actually um, producing some some real results for you, some real um, tangible results. Um, how are you feeling about your progress so far? And, and just give us a general check-in before we learn about your story. Um, I'm honestly blown away by the progress that I've been able to make in this short amount of time. Um, I'm like very surprised. I really had no like high expectations because I was, you know, had the mindset that I was in it for the long haul. Like this was going to take however long, like I didn't want to have the bar too high. Mm. Um, but so far it's been really cool and surpassed my expectations. Nice. So give us some background. Where, what were you looking to get out of this when you found us? Um, and uh, what was that getting started process like for you? Give us a little bit of backstory. Yeah. So um, I work a full-time job. I still currently work full-time as a dental assistant. Um, you know, I got into this field really not knowing what I wanted to do after high school. I had no idea. In and out of college, switching majors. Um, honestly, I picked dental hygiene just randomly. I was like, oh, really? I hope I like this. And <laughs> like in high school, I was not too book smart. Like math wasn't my thing. I always was more creative. Um, so dental assisting has allowed me to be a little bit creative here and there, but it just wasn't paying the bills. And that's the trouble with being a dental assistant. Like, unfortunately, the pay is just not there. So, you know, I do rent an apartment. I have bills. Um, and my goal in life was to always be um, financially stable, like independently. Mm -hmm. um, so with my um, how much I was getting paid at work, I was like, I need something else. This isn't cutting it. So, um. I was trying a couple side hustles, like random things here and there that just weren't cutting it. Yeah. And then I stumbled upon a video on TikTok and that's how I discovered Legendary. Yeah. Like so many people, right? Wow. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. I, I, um, I, I couldn't help but to notice that you and I have something in common there and in, in our, in our personal life or, you know, our, our, it's not so personal, but it is personal. Uh, I choose to share it. Um, I love that what you said, though, that a switch went off in your head that you really wanted to stop wishing. Can you can you say more about that and, and what brought about that change and, and how that's is that a is that a factor in your business and in your kind of, you know, you're not wishing for things now. You're 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 actually making them happen. It's your story. I want you to tell it. But I really found that part of what you wrote on our, on you know, in response to one of our questions down, really interesting. Yeah. So at this point in my life, I am an open book about it. Um, I have been sober for two and a half years. Um, that is when the switch went off for me. Is when I got sober. Um, 
I was um, just, I couldn't get anything going for myself. I was the definition of self-sabotaging. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with, like, in high school, it seemed like everyone else around me knew exactly what they wanted to do and where they wanted to end up. And I had no idea. Um, I never felt like I was going to be successful at anything because I just didn't know what to do. Um, so I didn't end up going away to college. I just couldn't. Like, mm. my parents weren't in the position to pay for me to go to college. I didn't want to have to take out student loans. So that's why I chose to go to a community college and do this certification program because it was quick. So I was like, okay, well, I can get into the dental field quick so I can start making money for myself. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of things had to do with me, um, you know, um, eventually like having a drinking problem was because I just couldn't figure out who I was, what my path in life was, what I was meant to do in life, like what the reason for me being here is, mm. you know, I can get really deep into that, but sure. I'll keep it on that level for now. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, and, you know, I decided two and a half years ago, like, this is not working for me. There's yeah. no way I can achieve the goals I have for myself if I keep living my life this way. So that's when I decided to get help for myself. Um, I'm in AA now, two and a half years sober. I can't even believe still when I say that, I'm like, wow, my life has completely changed. Um, so, you know, I just knew that, you know, they have a saying in AA, um, restless, irritable, and discontent. Um, that's how I felt working a nine-to-five job, you know. I love how you tied that in. Yes, like, absolutely. Because, folks, you're just tuning in. This isn't an AA meeting, but we are talking about things that led us to, um, uh, you know, becoming entrepreneurs. And, uh, wow, I love how you tied that in. Say more about that. I mean – Every day when I wake up and I'm driving to work, all I can think about is how I don't want to be driving to work. <laughs> right. And then I get there and I'm like, all right, 8 a.m. I can't wait for it to be five o'clock. Like I'm wishing the day away. And I just yeah. feel like that's a shame. You know, I like my job. I have great coworkers, nothing against them or anything like that. But it's just like, if I'm not waking up and spending my time doing fulfilling things in my life, I'm like, yeah. what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, well, that's a great, it's, it's a, that, that inner feeling is, is such a double-edged sword, right? Because in, in one respect, it keeps you wanting more or it makes you wanting more in the other respect. It can, it can make you not be, you know, content with what you have, Right. And so there's some balance in there. How are you? How are you? I mean, obviously, things are moving now that you've started a business for yourself and you're developing new skills. How are you setting reasonable expectations that are because you clearly know yourself? And I love hearing you share this because how many of us just, you know, are at this place in life to where we don't really know how we got here. You know, we just kind of maybe kids are running around. Maybe we're married. Maybe we're not. 
maybe we have a job. We wonder why we're still there or if it's really still the right fit for us. And, um, and, uh, and, and it would benefit us to get more clear about what we want, about the things that the sources of our unhappiness. And I always would like to point, re remind everybody that whenever we're pointing the finger out, I'll just do the, you know, there's three, that's another AA thing, <laughs> you know, there's three pointing back at you, you know, and, and what I like about your story and the way that you see yourself in your story is that you're, you, you've identified some places that are painful that you don't like, like a job and you're willing to take response. You're doing something about it instead of just sitting around complaining about it, which is, you know, pretty status quo. Um, but it, I loved how you, that's why I asked you about the sober thing because of what you said that you, you, a switch went off in your head that you really wanted to stop wishing for the things that you wanted in life and just start making those changes. And it sounds like this, doing this, developing these skills, starting an online business, is that also part of some of that stop wishing for something and just do it? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like, and I can tie it back to like AA and the habits that I formed before I got sober, right? Like I was wishing for a different life for myself. I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired from that. I knew I had to make a change. So I took a step and got sober and I stepped into a new world of unfamiliarity, change, like just being scared all the time at first. I had to do it for myself and my life and my future um, because what I was doing wasn't working. Um, and then ultimately, you know, once I got some solid foundation into stability, I was like, okay, that's like really when the switch went off and I was like, I felt the healthiest I've ever felt in my life. My mind is finally like here, present. Um, I was like, now what can I do to set myself up for success, not doing a nine to five job for 40 plus years. Um, so that, you know, same thought process happened when I found Legendary. I was like, okay, like this could be the change that I've been looking for. Hmm. I'm going to start and I'm going to put all my effort into it in the beginning, like being consistent, um, learning all I can and really listening listening to everyone else who's had success. I'm going to be a sponge. I'm going to listen. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to do what they're telling me. I'm going to see what happens. You know, just like you did when you got sober, just like I did when I got sober, your, your story, your story. Well, they told me to take the cotton out of my, out of my ears and put it in my mouth. They told me if, if they wanted to know how to go and screw my life up, they would ask me. Right. Yeah. If they wanted to know how to screw their life up, they'd ask me. Yeah. But besides that, I needed to learn how to listen. And I did. That was when I le learned how to listen and started getting mentors in my life. I was 24, 25 years old. Um, and uh, I met my my wife. Um, we we met in, in, in recovery as well. This is me. This is me at, at your right where you're at. Um, and, uh, you know, you're about a decade behind me. Um, and, uh, and, and I had that same switch happen. I, I got sober as well. And, um, and, uh, 
And when I did, it was all of a sudden I had all this like freaking energy. <laughs> you yeah. know what I, mean? I had all this new, you know, and, and I tell you, life ain't a mystery, folks. It ain't a mystery. If you're, you know, if you're, if you have like an addiction of some sort, or even if you have people that you're codependently addicted to, if you have a, look, these things suck our energy out. So when I put down the dope back when I was 24, right? Man, holy crap. I, this, I had more energy than I knew what to do with. I'm dreaming up a whole new future for myself. Right. And that's when I yes. got involved in a little bit of MLM and I thought, well, this sucks. I'm chasing people around town. I'm driving an old 1994 F-150. So nobody's really, you know, nobody's really, uh, this is my, this is, can you see my truck here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the truck I'm driving around in. I'm not really recruiting people. Nobody's looking at me as a success story either, folks. And, and and so I had to come online and learn skills. I had to learn how to market, set up a landing page, build an email list, and actually have something to talk about on a topic. What I first started talking about, I started talking to other MLMers who were chasing their friends and family around town. And I said, uh, hey, you can generate leads online. Um, and uh somewhat of the same thing I talk about today, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. I just wonder how many of us who are listening have something that's sucking energy out of our, out of our, uh, bodies, out of our lives. And, um, it's going to be really difficult for you to build anything while you still have that big, that big gorilla on your back, you know, and, and it's not always about going cold Turkey or whatever. It's not always about, but sometimes it's about really being honest with yourself about, hey, what am I doing? And I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm not talking about drugs. You have to identify what it is that may be holding you back. For me, sometimes it can also be my my diet. You know, now that I'm not dealing with drug and alcohol issues, it might be my my diet, myself, my mental health, my emotional health. There's all kinds of things that I have plenty of to, to work on. But being aware of where in your personal life there might be a big gaping black hole that's sucking all your energy and that's making you self-sabotage, There's, it's not the business's fault. I see so many people, entrepreneurs come in and it's like, look, if you have, a, 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 if you have an insatiable addiction or you're at the bar every night or you're right, you're not going to be able to grow a successful bit. You're just not. And so I love that we're talking about this only if it's just for the opportunity for me to be able to say to everybody, look, entrepreneurship is not going to solve all your problems. A successful, but you're probably not even going to get a successful business if you're drunk all the time, right? You're just not going to happen, right? And, um, and you know, aren't you glad that you're sober now that you're doing this and that you can oh like you actually have the energy and the focus, you know? Yes. Imagine trying to do this and you're, you know, you're, you're juggling, um, you know, getting drunk every day. It's, it's, uh, it's something that's real for a lot of people. There's a lot of real addictions. There's sex addiction, porn addiction, love addiction. There's uh, food addictions. There's, I believe now there's social media addictions. I believe that we have to be real careful, right? About using social media and not letting social media use us, mm -hmm. right? Because it's a great little way to get nice little hits of dopamine and we all do it, me included. Yeah. So how do you balance some of the new, I mean, entrepreneurship throws a whole new set of things 
that that you know having some of the life skills that you you have and are developing through recovery are very helpful trust yeah. me those things are very very helpful they'll come in really uh r- really useful for you how else are you managing and balancing your time um, for example, not getting into comparisonitis and too much research and looking what everybody else is doing and finding your own kind of watching training, testing things and finding the, your own way of doing things. How are you balancing that? Yeah, well, first of all, comparison can be really, really tough. I feel like a lot of us do it instinctually, um, but comparison is the thief of joy. That's, I love that saying because it's so true. It's easy to see people who have started earlier than me, maybe even not, maybe like just before me and are having major success, but that's their story. And that's what happened for them. And that doesn't mean that I can't eventually get there. If it takes longer, it takes longer. You know, I think that comparison and saying like, well, you know, they're doing this, maybe I should be doing this. And then it kind of gets you overwhelmed and you're confused. And then you're not sure what your path is anymore. I think like, for me, I decided like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I can accomplish every day with like my schedule. This is how I can balance this. I'm going to stick to this. And however long it takes me, it's going to take me. Um, And like, so far, I've stuck with that. I haven't given up because I've seen other people doing other things. And, you know, I just try and stay as consistent as I can with what I know I can do each day. And then, you know, it's been pretty successful for me so far. Yeah. Well, I like some of the things that you're doing. You're willing to do a lot of the things that I was also willing to do at the beginning. I'm still willing to do them now. As you can see, I'm on live with you right now. But, um, but, you know, you're getting, you're not only um, consistently posting and you've had a, a few videos go viral, at least one that has 10 million views right now. But on yeah. the other hand, you're also willing to, um, you said, jump on Zoom with people who are just simply leads inside of your funnel and, and have conversations with them. Talk to us about how you're how you're kind of approaching this, not just from one angle and saying, Hey, let me, if this doesn't work, I'm going to quit. You're, 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 you're attacking this with multiple different tentacles. It almost seems like, uh, both of which are on the opposite side of, I mean, one is just post a video. Let's hope it goes viral. I don't want to interact with anybody. The other is on the other extreme of I'm willing to get on Zoom and talk if that's what a skeptical person needs. Talk to us a little bit about how you're testing out various strategies. Yeah, so I've had a couple people reach out to me and they're like, can I book a call with you? And I at first was like, I guess, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do that. I was like, do you have Zoom? Like, we can do a Zoom call. (laughs) So the first one I did was like... (laughs) Um, I just like, you know, I had zoom previously and I wanted to host a meeting, like copied the link. I was like, what time would work for you? Like, you know, I can, I got the sense that this person seriously wanted to learn. Um, so I sent them the link. We hopped on a zoom. They had just like a bunch of general questions for me about legendary, like affiliate marketing 
and I just explain them basically like what I learned from the 15 day challenge, what I've done so far. And if they're interested and like, you know, want to keep in touch with me, like buy the $7 course, try it out, see how they like it. And then, um, I want to say I've done this maybe like 10 times. Um, sometimes the person doesn't buy anything, but like most of them have. And if that's for me, just taking time out of like my day that I was going to be like watching TV, but also kind of like on my phone, like talk, like responding to comments, like why not me just like be talking to somebody? Yeah. Um, Especially and it, you know, it in, in, in more money, like if it's yeah. going to be a significant revenue booster for my business, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And it's been actually really cool. Like I've been, I think I was lucky. Like most of the people that I've zoomed with have been like very nice people and in different states. And, you know, I'm like, listen, this zoom call is 40 minutes. Like ask me anything you want when it's over. Like you, we can keep in touch and yeah. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. I mean, I, I, I'd go 15, you know, really just as that, Hey, I'm, I'll answer any question that you want. Right. Yeah. Um, it, you know, um, there's ways to start getting this more organized. You've got a, you've got a, um, the willingness, you've got the willingness, you've got the dedication to do whatever it takes. And, there's ways to now start making, you know, it not just throwing spaghetti at the wall and, and cut, you know, to actually start to build up a process and, and, and start speaking now more one to many and what, you know, would be a great thing that you could test because also remember everything's a test and the thing that works fantastic for one particular person's audience may not work perfectly for another person's audience. It's also about how you interact with your audience and what they're used to getting from you on a regular basis anyways. Um, for example, it, you know, um, my, my, what I'm about to say would be a suggestion to test instead of if, if any of you get to a place to where the one-on-one -on -one, you're, you're finding yourself getting on these, these zoom calls with leads because they, they want to talk to you and you find yourself giving a lot of time away, but, but it's, it's like, wow, it's working, right? It's working. It's creating more high ticket sales for me, or I'm selling my coaching or I'm selling my whatever. Once you interact with somebody and you've got them on zoom, all all new possibilities arise right because now you're interfacing with somebody who hunted you down mm -hmm. that's the ultimate position and you're what we're talking about right now is you being the hunted rather than the hunter yes and let's first acknowledge that how nice that is yes right? <laughs> it was a little weird and creepy for you at first because you're like also feeling like a little vulnerable probably right like yeah oh, i don't know if i want to get on anything with strangers, mm -hmm. but now you're feeling a little bit more safe. You're realizing that these are people that are, are not looking to particularly stalk you, but they're look, they are, but not for weird, bad reasons. And I'm not saying there's not bad people out there, but these people are following you for business advice. Mm -hmm. And so now instead of doing all these one-on-one -on -one calls, you can shorten the time, test that you can do some private zooms that you don't particularly advertise or at least share the link publicly on your TikTok, but you can say DM me for the Zoom link to a private group question and answer session with me 
and with a select small group of people that I'm doing here in a couple of days. If you'd like the details, and I'm going to need you to RSVP to that event as well, right? You, yeah. You build it up and make it something. All events are the event that it is because of how you marketed it, mm-hmm. right? So now all of a sudden you're doing a one. And this is another principle of mine, and it's a principle of all you know high leverage successful marketers is speaking one to many. Instead of speaking one one on one, now you're speaking one to many, and you're doing these um, these these sessions, which. 45 minutes would be a wonderful number for this, right? Because you get on and you spend 10 or 15 minutes overviewing. And the overview is is made to overcome all of the objections and the questions that people are about to ask, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you spend 10 to 15 minutes covering all the things that they're already going to ask anyways, right? And then you open it up for questions and you say to people, "Does, does it, do any of you have any more questions? Or do you feel clear enough to get started right now? You always have to say, or do you feel clear? Give them the option to just move forward. A lot of times people in sales and marketing, they say, do you have any questions? And the person doesn't, but they, but now that they've only got one option, which is, well, do I have any questions? Right? Because the person didn't give them an out and say, do you all have any questions? I'm happy to stay here as long as you need. Or are you clear enough that you feel like you want to get started right now? Right? Yes. And so now you have an, an opportunity to begin to move people with, with what Robert Kiyosaki and Cashflow Quadrant calls the difference between a solopreneur and an actual business owner, which is that you have, you're either leveraging systems or you're leveraging people, right? To duplicate yourself. And so in this case, you're leveraging a, a webinar mm-hmm. to, to allow you to speak one to many, the same way that I'm doing with you right now, right? I'm speaking to you, but I'm speaking to many, yeah. right? Yeah. That makes so much sense. And I think going forward, I'm definitely going to like revise what I've been doing as far as one-on-ones like that's a really good idea yeah and you can you can you can really advertise it in a way that makes it feel exclusive on your social profiles and on your into your email list it's like if you want to attend this RSVP back to me send um DM me the letters RSVP and I'll send you the invitation right? All words matter. And Mm -hmm. how you frame something and how you tee it up and present it to your audience. And here's the other way to absolutely get people to show up is tell them that you're going to give them a free gift on this, something that's valuable to them, right? What, what, What could that be? Everybody should think about their niche. And it's whatever that a lead magnet is that you would normally give away just on an opt in page, just say that you're going to give that to them on the webinar. Because you always have to incentivize people to, to, um, to show up, right? You, yes. you have to, you have to, you have to, it's like, it's like, um, it's like a mouse in cheese, you know, you have to just keep placing cheese there because <laughs> why not because human beings are mice, because we have the attention spans of mice. <laughs> and I think we can all agree to that. Can't we? <laughs> what comes up for you as I'm just spitballing ideas. I'm like thinking about how I can 
like figure this all out and start implementing it like immediately. And you know, what's fun about masterminding is that especially if you've already done some things and taken some action and you have something to get feedback on, it's all the more powerful. And friends, for those of you who are wondering, how, how do I get this off the ground? How do I, how do I really get help? I, I need help. I feel, well, here's how you get help. First, do, as my dad said on the construction site, do something even if it's wrong. I used to go to the job, I'd get out of the truck, you know, stretching, sharpening my pencil, you know, walking around the job. Where should I start? Right. And let me go back to the truck. Oh shit, I got I forgot something. I'm gonna, gonna run to Home Depot now. Right. My dad would say, son, son, do something. Even if it's wrong, I'll come over and tell if I see you doing something that's wrong, I'll come over and tell you. But do something. So you're moving and getting something, something's happening. And then we can adjust from there. And it's such a valuable lesson for us marketers because, you know, we come in and that's, don't we just, we like to sharpen our pencil and right. And get for ready sure. to get ready, you know, yeah. set up the funnel. What do you like system IO or click funnels or this or that? <laughs> wait for their customer service to get back to me. And I got to consult my dog and the mailman. And it's like, I'm, why do we do that? Can you, can you describe why you think that we do that? And maybe why did you do some of those things? And then ultimately how, how do you, is it the same mentality that you had when you got sober? I'm tired of wishing and I'm going to start making, how are you willing to take the risk that you have so far and make yourself comfortable and okay with it while others might feel paralyzed? I feel like as human beings, like we're just so afraid to be uncomfortable and I think that's why, like, I mean, I was a procrastinator. I still am to a point, but like, I think a lot of it has to do with that, like doing something different than what we're normally like used to doing, changing a routine. You know, I think as humans, we're also like very used to being in a certain routine. That's what we're comfortable with. You don't want to go out of the norm. I think a lot of people are afraid of the unknown, even if it's going to be good or bad. They're afraid to just try because it's different. Um, I mean, that's what I went through when I was getting sober. It's what I went through when I started doing Legendary Marketer. It was all weird, new, different than what I was used to. But like, I just feel like life is so short. This is what life is about. Gaining new experiences, trying new things, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, tweaking what you need to. Also, like, you know, the community in Legendary has been so great as well. Like the Facebook page, you know, everyone's so supportive of one another. So if I ever have a question, because I have many questions, like all the time still. Um, <laughs> if I just scroll through the Facebook page, too, of like the, the group, like some of my questions are already answered. They are. From others. Like, it's they great. Are. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple places where you can, you can just hear gobs and goobs of, of just gold. Uh, that is going through all of the wake up legendary episodes. Okay. Um, there's over 600 of these interviews where we're just sitting down with absolutely no script, just like I did with you at the very, you probably thought that was awkward. I come on, I, I, I logged on like three minutes after 10. I'm like, hi, Kirsten. And then we just went live. Right. <laughs> I liked it. It was cool. 
Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I I've done that over 600 times yeah. and in, in, you know, had just really great conversations with over 600 students who have all been successful, um, to various degrees with this. Uh, so you've got all that, you've got all the coaching calls, the past coaching calls and recordings inside of the blueprints of past live trainings. I mean, every single answer is, is, is somewhere, of course, all, all the blueprints and the, now the live trainings that we're doing five days a week, you've got support 101, you've got hot seat, uh, uh, fast feedback sessions as well at one and two, 2 PM Eastern every single day. Um, and you're, you're right. Uh, there's, we have Facebook groups. There's just no reason why if you're listening to this and you want to do this, you want to learn these skills that we can't meet you where you're at somehow, some way, but we can't do it for you. We can't come to your house, you know, knock on the door, get up, you know, like, uh, like, uh, like this one guy, I, I, I saw his videos on social. He's this, he's this huge guy and he runs up on people. Uh, it's, it's kind of spoof videos, but like supposedly they're training clients. Right. And they're walking out of McDonald's and he like runs up on them. And them. Them out. Yeah. 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 Like I, I, you know, those are only spoof videos on YouTube. You know, we, we can't be that, that, that for you. You have to have that initial willingness drive to want to do something different and, and I think that that has to be said, that has to be understood. If, if this is just a, well, I spend $7, why am I not rich yet type of thing? It's not like there's a difference between spending $7 and watching some videos and actually starting a business. There's a, there's a lot of in between that. But the biggest thing is, is personal responsibility and just taking ownership, just knowing that, okay, I am now going from some, if I'm in my job, most jobs, I, I would say, somebody else makes the decisions for me. Somebody else holds me accountable. Somebody else is waiting at the door if I'm late saying, where were you? Why were you five minutes late? Somebody else is And with this. You're going to look around your house constantly. There's not going to be anybody there. It's just right. There's yeah. it's just you and you have to make yourself accountable. You know, one of the best ways to do that is to begin creating content and build your own audience. Just like we all have, we all started at zero. And now look at me over 10 years later, I actually got some people who are listening to me. You know what I mean? It's, it, nobody was listening at first. I can promise you that not a single soul. I used to do webinars and tell my whole family to, oh, got to have a quiet house tonight. You know, and then I do go live and not a single soul would show up and I'd be too prideful to tell my wife nobody was there. I'd deliver the damn training anyways. Help me get good at presenting. Yeah, practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> it is. And and I see you doing a lot of the same things. And so what would you leave people with this morning who are kind of on that fence? They know they have it in them. They know that they're capable, you know, and, and it's just that. Uh, they need to give their, themselves that final kick in the ass. And, um, and, and it's evident that you had to do that for yourself as well. Um, what would you leave? What would you leave those folks with? And many of whom have said they know you and follow you and, and have already seen you out there. Um, I'll, I'll give you the final word to leave them with a little bit of, of, of wisdom from your journey so far. Final, final thought. Ooh, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> 
Um, I think definitely in the beginning for me, it would have been easy to give up, stick to my nine to five, do what I'm used to doing. And for me, I knew, sure, that was going to be an option, but it was going to leave me doing the same thing every day that I felt stuck in, um, leaving me with no other option. So for me, it was my pain point was painful enough that even though this was going to be uncomfortable, nerve wracking, weird, something new, I was willing to try to change my everyday, like what my everyday was. So like go, if it could potentially one day make me leave my nine to five job, what I'm like not happy in every day going to, I was going to put all my effort into at least trying. Say it doesn't work out or like say I failed, whatever, like at least I could say that I tried and I tried hard. Yeah. So just don't stop posting because you never know that one video that's going to go viral. It happened to me, did not expect it, didn't think this video was going to go viral. Now I think it has 11 million views, something weird, like wild like that. And that led to me like blowing up on my Facebook page, like on a Tuesday afternoon or something like that. Like you just never know. And you're not going to know if you stop trying. So just keep going. So we have your links up as well. So people can go and check you out as we do with all guests on, on uh, wake up legendary. And so that's cool to hear that you're, you blowing up on TikTok affected your Facebook. I know I said I was giving you the last word and, and, and did a ball fake like we were wrapping up, but just, um, so, so did, did that affect your success over on Facebook? You say that once you started picking up steam on TikTok, that then rolled over and you started having success on Facebook. What, how did, how, how did that happen? Was there some sort of a connection? Yes. So I started posting on TikTok. November 21st of 2022. That was my first video. Um, And TikTok has been a slow growth for me. I did not go viral on TikTok. But what I learned from the course is being omnipresent. I wanted to at least be posting on two other platforms. So I started posting on a Facebook page I created and my Instagram page. So every video I'd post on my TikTok, I'd also post on my Facebook on Reels. So I was just doing that like hoping, you know, I could grow just like my TikTok was. Right. But then I log on one day and it's like, your video has like 50,000 views. And it was like over the course of a weekend, it had grew to like 3 million or something like that on Facebook. Yeah. So that would be like something else I would also tell people is to be omnipresent. So be posting on more than one platform if you can, because you just never know what platform it may be that you blow up. I mean, really, you just started repurposing your TikToks onto Facebook and yeah. that was what made all the difference. Yeah. Another example. See, we shouldn't we shouldn't just gloss over this. This is another example of you moving from self-employed to, to business owner because what a lot of us don't realize is that the ability to be able to post a video on a website, we all call it social media, but I want to make it real, real basic. The ability to be able to post a a video on a website and have that video be vil- viewed by tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, t- tens of millions of people. 
is the ultimate leverage. You, 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 you folks who think, is this a good time? Folks, we are in the people during the gold rush could only dream. They could only dream of this kind of opportunity. They had to walk across a entire country to, with picks and shovels, dying, their, their wives giving birth and dying. Here we are sitting at our homes with phones and we have the ability to have a silly ass video, so, something that may may not have even intentionally been to educate people or whatever. Just, but most of the time in our community, that's what we're doing. Go completely ape batshit crazy, basically, and go all over the world and be viewed by eleven million people, <laughs> friends, folks. That's the ultimate leverage. That's the ultimate moving into that, having systems and people, right? Be doing work for you because what's happening? People are commenting, viewing, they're doing all the work for you. You're sleeping. Yeah. You're, you're, you're at your nine to five, whatever. We're thinking about getting out of it. Look, you know, for those of you who are sitting on the side, this is like People who are not taking advantage of this time are like, it's it's almost like it would be as great to me. Now, this is just me, right? This is how I view the world. This would be like, like your local mayor in your city saying, we're handing out $100,000 to every human being in the city and you not going and getting yours. That's, that's to me, that is kind of what it's like because I, I can see the opportunity. And I can also look back in history and I understand what men and women had to do before this in order to have this kind of opportunity to, to make this kind of money. Men and women died, put their life on the line, still do. But we have a unique opportunity to be home, to do this in the safety of our cars or our, or our homes, be closer to our family. And we just got to look in that camera or we just got to record and do it consistently and add edutainment value to an audience and they will reward you. They will reward you. The, 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 the marketplace will reward you as it's done for you, Kirsten. And imagine if you would have given in to those initial uncomfortabilities or fears or limiting beliefs that we, we all have. None of this would be possible. Do, when do you foresee yourself fully transitioning out of your job or any other things that you do in, in doing this full time? So honestly, I could see myself doing it like soon. Like that's how well things have been going. Um, cool. But I'm I'm thinking maybe like seriously – like this time next year, maybe. Yeah. And that's not, and, and that's not because you have to, I know many people who have stayed in their jobs. Everybody doesn't have to have the same story folks. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody doesn't have to have the same timeline. So, uh, wow. But that's cool to just check in because I, I saw a couple of questions about that. And, and, 
Um, it's just been a pleasure to, to talk to you, to hear about your journey. Thank you for being so, you know, vulnerable and, and, and transparent with us about even the, the parts of your uh, personal life that, you know, are relevant and have obviously played a part in this, you getting sober and then your mindset. Um, for those of you who wonder what I'm talking about, just logging on. Uh, she got sober two and a half years ago. And the thing that really stuck out to me, you said it on your, 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 uh, the, the questionnaire that we gave you was when you, when you got sober two and a half years ago, that, um, you know, you, uh, you had a switch go off in your head that you really want to stop wishing for things and you just want to start making the changes for yourself. And it's really, really, I hope this feedback is valuable to you. That's clearly coming true and you're doing that. So you should be proud of yourself. It's, it's, it looks great on you. And you. Uh, you, you so you, yeah, you seem like you're on a path of being more fulfilled. And I know that that's important to, to people. It's important to me too. We want to feel, be fulfilled with our work. And, that, and I love also how you didn't dog, you're not dragging and dogging your job or your coworkers through. It's just, this is what I want in my life. Mm -hmm. This is what I want for me and for my life. And you also said life is short. It is. And we should have absolutely zero guilt about wanting something specific for our life and then going after it. Yeah, that's it. So, well, hey, thanks for your time. Come back and see us again. All right. Thank Stay you so much, Gary, And I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right, my friends, go and follow Kirsten. You can follow her on TikTok at KO underscore recommends. KO underscore recommends. And then over on Instagram at no underscores, just KO recommends. All right, my friends, powerful. Another powerful, powerful conversation and more evidence, more evidence for your eyes. But you know who this helps most of all? It helps the guest. You know, it helps me too. I can't, you know, I don't know who's going to do what with this information. Everybody may go and use it to the absolute, you know, nth degree and people may not use it at all. But you know, the power of taking action and being of service is that regardless of whether other people use the information or receive the help, man, it helps you. It helps me, right? It helps the guest. And so one of the benefits of, of, you know, just creating content of doing what we do every day is absolutely it's helping other people. But what, what about if they're not buying? You get discouraged, right? Remember that you doing this kind of stuff also helps you. It, it keeps no video posted, no live, no webinar you do is wasted. Even if you didn't make a buck from it right in that moment, you're getting better. You're practicing. You're showing up. It matters. All right, my friends, we'll be back tomorrow for another episode. As always, get out of here. Be legendary. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace.